0: Hello beautiful souls and welcome to Shruti Out Loud podcast, your go-to destination for inspiring stories, insightful discussions and practical wisdom on embracing the ever-changing journey of life. I am your host Shruti and I am thrilled to have you join me on this transformative path towards self-discovery and growth. Welcome back audience to another episode of Shruti Outloud podcast and uh, today's episode is going to be um, well um, it is going I think it is going to be a little difficult because it is too close to home and uh, it is going to possibly help a lot of you also to connect with that emotion, connect with that feeling. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. And we are going to start our episode for today. And I'm your host, Shruti. And uh, um, so our today's guest is author of the book, My Dad's Daughter. And uh, uh, her name is Divya. And Divya is going to take us on an emotional journey that speaks to the very core of our human experience. The story follows her through the heart-wrenching loss of her father to the cruel clutches of COVID-19. So this is the book that we are talking about that Divya is going to discuss with us. And through Divya's eyes, we witness the unimaginable pain in her book. Are, this is how you know the, the readers, this is how they feel. And uh, the profound challenge of bidding farewell uh, in circumstances that none of us could have, uh, you know, foreseen. But this isn't just a story of grief. It's a story of finding solace and understanding in the face of immense loss. So let's welcome Divya and let's take this conversation ahead. Hi, Divya. Hello. Hello, Shruti. Divya, first of all, I would like to thank you for being so patient. And uh, so for our audience, we have been trying to record this episode for quite some time. And, you know, it was getting delayed for one thing or the other. Uh, and one of the reasons was definitely, I, 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 I'll not lie, that, you know, it was my resistance. Because, you know, recording this episode is going to take me to a place which has been, uh, it was very hard to come out of. So I think, yes, but I am so glad, Divya, that you were so patient and uh, that, you know, you (laughs) have agreed to be a part of this. So let's start the session. Sure, sure. Looking forward. So Divya, your book carries a depth of emotion that resonates with so many. Could you share with us what shifted in the months following your father's passing that made you believe? in the continuation of your relationship
1: beyond the mortal realm. Okay, so shuti first of all, I would also say that, you know, it's very difficult to every time talk about something that has given me so much pain. But the biggest irony is every time I talk about it, I heal. So, you know, being here also today, and I always say that, you know, since these last two years, there is this divine will, which is taking me on a path where I'm getting opportunities to connect with more such people who have lost a loved one and maybe never found closures. So in my case, as you already said in the introduction, losing that to COVID was unimaginable because I totally believe, I'm a strong believer that people go. Death is inevitable. It will happen. Nobody is immortal. But how they go is what that stays back with you. So leaving dad, like dad passing away was painful, but how he left was something which just was very heartbreaking. And I couldn't come to terms with it for days and weeks. And I thought, why us? You know, this is a question which I'm sure every person who is a COVID hit family would have asked the universe 100 times, why me? Why us? What wrong did we do? So... After losing that, it was a very dark phase of grief. And I was mourning the loss every second, every day. And suddenly, you know, I think it was a divine sign. That there was only one thing that was staying back with me was, now what? And my father, who was such a lively person, could not go so silently. You know, he was larger than life. He was considered as a life buyer. You know, movers and shakers of every party was what is an award he would have actually got. Like, you know, he used to get a lot of life to all the gatherings. So I used to tell God that how can he go so quietly? You know, he had to go with a bang. And maybe that feeling, which today might sound very weird, is what, you know, gave me the courage to look for opportunities through which I could even celebrate him after not having him present in the physical form. And which lead to me taking up this path of, you know, finding An identity of an author at the age of 40.
0: I totally agree with you, Divya. That uh, losing, yes. uh, So I lost my father uh, about five years ago. and But during COVID, so after my father, it was my chacha. Who was like, you know, that person that we completely, our family, we completely relied on emotionally. Mm -hmm. That we knew that, okay, now that papa is not there, chacha is there. But we lost him to COVID under again exactly the same way that you are saying that you know the entire the the series of questions that till date they follow us. Mm. And we cannot go back to that place as well. That you know so for so the 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 loss of obviously my father and then the loss of my chacha to covid and the circumstances again the uh, you know the uh, everything that happened in 2021 that mm. wave that took so many lives away true, i'm yes. sure there are so many families who still have that question in their head yes. that's why, why me us? why by us? Why me
1: yes yes
0: true true so i can completely relate to what you are saying and uh, I am very glad that you found your answers in a way that, you know, okay, this is how I can take it ahead. This is the form that I can give to that love. Yeah. So it's quite wonderful. It's quite wonderful, Dipya, the way you have dealt with it and the way you have given it a form, a form which is going to stay forever.
1: Yes. My only thing was, Shruti, I wanted to preserve his memories in a way that he lives on. And uh, you'll be very surprised to know that I'm not a writer. I've never written anything. I'm not an author. And I've never read a book. I'm not a reader either. So when I disclosed, you know, about this to my family, they were shocked. Like, you know, if today I say I'll make a, you know, make a monument and name it after him, sounds doable. It, It requires money, but sounds doable. But here I am saying I'm going to write a full-fledged, proper published book for a person that I love so much, regardless of the fact I have no experience and background in writing, is the biggest answer to your question that I think it was my father who connected with me from heaven and gave me this idea to just walk on this path and there was no looking back.
0: Absolutely. And way I'm shocked that, you know, you are the way you are mentioning that uh, you never thought of it. But from what I see, how your book is turning out to be and, you know, every where you are getting featured and all of that. So definitely, yes, this is a complete blessing. The, you know, the path
1: that you were supposed to walk on. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's my father's gift. You know, the tagline of my book is to my hero in heaven. But, you know, somebody called me after the book launch and she said, it's Uh not your gift. It's your father's gift to you from heaven that, you know, he's made you find a new identity at this age and put you on a completely new path. Absolutely. Absolutely, Divya. Okay,
0: so Divya, my next question for you is uh, the process of finding closure can be incredibly challenging. And what were the key steps or revelations that eventually allowed you to come to terms with your father's passing and the
1: circumstances
0: surrounding it?
1: So, yeah, Shruti, you know, they say that, you know, if you want a wound to heal, you should not scratch it. And what I was doing was a complete opposite. Uh, losing dad, those 12 days of COVID, that last day of getting that phone call from the hospital, his cremation, everything was just so heartbreaking and so painful that I would not even want to even think of it in my dreams. And through this book, I was reliving that nightmare every day, which a lot of people around me thought was the worst decision I could have taken But this itself has the answer to the question as well, that this whole process only, you know, made me go back and forth, back and forth again, to our present, to our past, to our future, to our beautiful memories together, to his life that he led, the extraordinary person he was during that journey of connecting with people who had so much love and respect for him, that the whole process from being painful, from being angry, from being resentful, turned to something which was filled with gratitude, that at least I was fortunate enough to have those 39 beautiful years with him in my life.
0: That is very true, that is very true that, you know, uh, the way you, 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 obviously, you know, there are um, situations in life that will keep taking you back and it will keep happening. So here, I'll give a very short uh, example. So um, I think a month or two back or so, I was here in my market and you know I went to a shop. And this is after five years of my father passing away. Hmm. And that person asked me, oh, I haven't seen your father for quite some time. Where is he?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I keep seeing your mom, but I haven't seen your dad for quite a while. And hmm. it suddenly took me like, you know, took me back there. And yes. to say those words again, that, you know, he's not, he passed away five years back. And that person was completely shocked. Yeah. That, yeah. what? it He passed away like five years ago. But from exactly. what I took from that moment was that, see, I told myself this, see, even after five years, people still
1: remember him. Yes, yes. That's the most beautiful thing, you know. Uh, the most heartbreaking is to tell, to talk about your loved one in past tense, to add was yes. in front of their yes. names. But the moment somebody mentions about them, you know, Shuti, in my case, my eyes just light up. And in my yeah. case, like imagine how beautiful you felt. Somebody remembering your father after five years, but through my book. When people turn and tell me one thing, my biggest regret is we've never met this extraordinary human. You know, it feels so great that all they want is to meet my dad once, you know, and he's still living in their memory. So like this girl, you know, she stays in Jodhpur. I don't know her. We connected through my author page. She read my book because again, she lost her father three years back. And can you imagine? She told me that whenever I will come to Delhi, the first thing when I land at the Delhi airport, I will miss Suresh uncle. And she doesn't even know my father. But that's the connection which you feel is so beautiful that you've created with your readers, that that man is still living in my heart and now their heart. So it's my biggest, biggest blessing.
0: Absolutely. You have made him sort of, you know, he will always exist through your book and not just in your life but in every reader's life. And how huge is that? That is absolutely great, Divya. Yes. So Divya, your book speaks to the uh, the, the transformational power of loss and pain. Can you share a moment when you felt this transformation happening within you and how it shaped your
1: outlook on life? So Shruti, I would say from the very beginning, the day I started the book, Till it ended. It was a period of 11 months. And every day was a new learning, a new experience. But if I have to pinpoint one particular moment, that would be, I'll tell you, today I can actually call it a writer's block because I know what it is. But there came a phase during those 11 months where I completely went blank. I didn't know where the book was heading to because whatever was inside me was on the paper. But what next? You know, I felt why would somebody want to connect with one person who they've not even ever met? How much can they read about my loss, my grief, my pain, my relationship with my father? And the book was not heading anywhere. And I completely stopped writing for two months because I was black. And most importantly, I was not finding a closure for the book. There was no ending. Because ending is what I'm writing about a person who's no more. What do I end on? During that time, there came an opportunity where it was my father's school, 50th uh, year reunion. It was exact 50 years of Papa passing from school. And my father was so excited for this reunion that he was planning for it for last three years. Not knowing that he will be the only, only person who would not get to attend it. And when they called me that, you know, Divya, we would like you to be a part of this reunion. I was shocked, you know. And it was a very, very uh, abrupt and a rude no from my side. That, are you crazy? My father is no more. It was his reunion. Why would I want to come to that place, see all his batchmates happy and drinking and enjoying. And me being, you know, how do I even place myself? And I said, listen, I'm not coming. I'm not forget about it and that's when my mother told me because she was watching my journey that you know every day there is a sign that was coming to me that keep writing keep writing don't stop so she said no I think this is also papa's sign and maybe he wants you to go to this reunion as in mommy do you even realize how how difficult and heavy it would be for me so she said no I feel you should go and Shruti I made up my mind I went for it it was the most longest and the painful afternoon for me. I still remember it was 12th December and my dad's passing away date is also 12th. He exactly completed seven months on that day of the reunion and I couldn't take off my sunglasses throughout that afternoon. I was only crying. But when each and every batchmate of his walked up to me, gave me that tightest hug of love and affection, Spoke about Papa in a way that made me feel that, oh my God, I never knew I was a hero's daughter, you know, how much he was loved. And that's when I realized that people do go, you know, they might not be here in the physical form, but their fragrance never goes. And, you know, his friends were like, you know, oh, we can spot Suresh, he's running with that whiskey glass in his hand, with that smile, with that, you know, it just felt that, you know, life has come to full circle, that even after seven months, people are talking to him in a present tense. They are missing him. They have that teary eyed and they're celebrating him that why can't I do it? And believe me, that reunion, 12th December, became the last chapter of my book where I put all that experience the way I went through it on that afternoon and gave it a closure that people might go, but you know, their legacy lives on in our hearts, in many other hearts.
0: Absolutely, Divya. So, you know, the, uh, you are, it's, if you've started walking on your path, you will keep finding what next. True. So, possibly this was how it was supposed to happen for you it was going to give the closure to your book as well. So I'm glad that your mother told you so and told you that, okay, no, you have
1: to go. Yeah. And you know, there is one line which I really resonate on this thing that, you know, when you go, you don't leave something for people, but you leave something in people. And that is what Mm. lives on. These are not the materialistic things that you look for when people are gone, but what they have left inside you will always be growing every day.
0: Absolutely, Vidya. Absolutely. So I totally agree with you on this. That yes, this is exactly how it is. That you know, you leave something inside people. The outside world, materialistically, if you look at it, all of that will fade away. But the things that you leave people with inside them, that is what what is your legacy. That is what you...
1: That's your real legacy. Yes. Yes. To leave something in people, not for people. Very true. So, um, way grief
0: often comes with a unique set of uh, challenges. Were there specific coping strategies, rituals or practices that helped you navigate your emotional landscape during the darkest moments of your journey?
1: So, Shruti, I'm a very spiritual person. I'm a very God-fearing person. And I always, that's a very beautiful thing that I feel that, you know, I always feel a connection with the divine will in any form. So um, when I lost somebody a few years back in my family, that time, you know, I had snapped all my ties with God that, you know, you were not fair and I hate you for this. I will never worship you. And it took me a very long time to get back to my spirituality once again. And this time, and that time, the person who I lost was, you know, from my husband's side of family, we were not connected through blood. We were not connected through, you know, that relationship was very different. So this time when I lost dad, my mother and everybody around me thought that now she will never go back to spirituality. And if that time her reaction was so strong, how will she react this time? But strangely enough, even though I was angry with God, I had a lot of questions, I was very upset, I, you know, questioned my belief, but I didn't discontinue it. And I think that was my biggest power. Because during that darkest phase, when I every day felt I was, you know, slipping into that phase, which you can actually call depression. Every day I knew there was an anchor, either in the form of that, or my, you know, gurus and guides who were holding my hand so tightly. Because tell me something, Shruti, you're walking on a path where you also don't know what tomorrow will get for you. I didn't even share about my book I had the first copy of the book in my hand, thinking, what if it's not made? What if it's not published? What will I tell the world? So I was that tight-lipped. And during that phase, my biggest anchor was only my God, my gurus that, you know, they were like, we are there with you. So to fight my grief, as you said, I used to chant a lot. I'm a, you know, I love to meditate, a chant um, any Hindu mythological God that I connect with. I did take help of a lot of grief counselling, which my friends and family around me thought that I badly needed. And this all really helped me, you know, becoming stronger day by day.
0: That, you know, um, all of these things do help you. Because, you know, yeah. um, in the end, uh, the, yes, uh, there are a lot of people who are more towards the science side. But, yeah, actually, I think everybody... Uh, at some point of time in their life, they do realize that you know that that the divinity that lives inside you, that lives in yes. everybody, and yeah. that is that one form. You can call yeah. it by many names. You can call it by no names even, but Absolutely. it is there. In science, you you can just you know call it energy. But energy, yeah, exactly. So still, you know, you are still giving it a
1: name, but it is there. It is and. There. And I strongly feel there is a very strong power of manifestation. The only thing that I manifested for those 11 months after losing my father was that I had to, had to celebrate him on his first death anniversary. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was so clear about it that the book cannot be launched a day before or a day after. The book will come out on his first death anniversary. And that is how. Me and the world will remember and celebrate him, And I don't know how much I manifested it that everything got together, the universe got together to make it happen for me. And the absolutely. launch exactly happened word to word how I would have thought about
0: it. The power of manifest- manifestation, absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So Divya, your book's title underscores a powerful connection to your father. How did your relationship with him influence the person you are today? And in what ways do you feel
1: his legacy lives on through you? So, you know, we had a very beautiful, yet a very formal relationship. Means I was not somebody who would fight with my father, joke with him. Means you will be surprised to know that, you know, in my life of 39 years of being his daughter, I never said no to him for anything, like whether it is right or wrong, whether I agree or no, everything was a yes, only because dad has said, whether it was anybody else, they knew that if you have to get something out of Divya, it has to be through her father. And uh, he shaped up of what I am today, because I am a very strong believer that your overall personality is a very big reflection of the kind of education that you have received. If you're well educated, your whole outlook towards life, your personality, your approach towards things is very different. And my father was the only sole reason of selecting all my institutes. I went to the best school, best college of Delhi, which gave him a lot of pride because he also went to the same institutes. And he made sure that, you know, no matter how much my family fought with him, that, you know, both are co Institutes, you know, she's a girl child. Don't send her there. He stood against everybody. And had he not taken that chance, you know, a lot of times people, kids turn back and say, what did our parents do for us? Listen, you were three years old. Did you have the brain to go and fill up your school form? If your father had a vision to put you in the best school of Delhi, to put you in the best college of Delhi, This is what he did for you that you're most thankless for. So I give the full credit to my father that he sent me to institutes which became such a strong foundation of me as an individual that today I can turn back and talk to anybody. A lot of times I don't even know many things but my confidence is over my general knowledge that you know i'll cover up and do whatever so you know this is what he did to me and that's why our relationship was so beautiful and he was always a very caring a very loving father very giving his dictionary never had a word no for any one of us for me for the rest of the family extremely giving matlab mango ni mango that's totally your outlook but as a person, he was a very, very, very devoted family man, which gave him a lot of respect in my eyes. I always looked up to him as my hero.
0: I am so glad, Divya, that you are his daughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, your although... last part of the question, which you said that how do you think the legacy lives on? Shuti, it is so beautiful that today when I go out, sometimes when I talk, there are people who've spent a lot of time with him and they turn back and tell me that you're just like your father. I think that's the biggest compliment that, you know, I'm going to live the rest of my life with it, you know. If they're comparing me with him, it's done.
0: Very true. And Divya, I think even this will happen with you too. Because now, it after a few years, it has started happening with me. That sometimes now when I'm talking... Yeah, I'm replying in a certain way, or you know, certain quirks and everything. Suddenly I say it and I realize it's uh, So right. you know it's very so you yourself start realizing it that before hmm. anybody else says, it somehow, you know, starts yes. coming from within.
1: Yes. yes, yes, and when you connect and with that, it makes yeah. you so happy. So happy. I think the more you miss them the more you make an effort to keep them alive and they can be alive you know through you you know be the things that you love the most about people who are gone so that is what i'm trying to be every day if i'm 1% like my father i would feel it's it's all perfect
0: exactly you know that's the uh, the the yeah.
1: the, <laughs> the milestone <laughs> yeah
0: exactly that you have to live on and you have to keep doing it every day and every day you Come a little closer. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, you are also sort of um, living the purpose of your life through doing these things. So, I believe in, you know, all the um, connections, everything that, the you know, that everything happens for a reason. So, mm. I think this is how it was supposed to be. I was supposed to be his daughter and, you know, everything was supposed to happen exactly the happen. way it is happening so that I could also learn to be the kind of a person that he was because yes. he was brother. Because, yeah.
1: True, true. Absolutely. Right.
0: So Divya, as you open up about your personal journey, many listeners who have faced loss might find comfort and resonance in your words. So yeah. what advice or words of wisdom would you offer to those who are struggling to find
1: closure after losing a loved one? Shruti, I feel the most important advice I can give is to share your grief. In my case, it was never, uh, you know, no matter how much everybody told me around me, like, it's fine, now move on. But why do you move on? Why do I need to move on? And if I have to move on, I will move on with his memories. So everybody around me understood that, you know, she will take her time to heal. I took months and weeks and maybe still today, you know, there is a part of me which is still in a lot of pain. Uh, I'm I'm a happier person. I smile, I laugh, I party. But there is a part of me which is still not healed. It might take a few more years. So my biggest advice is don't, don't hide your grief. Be very vocal about it. If there are people who are ready to share with you, you are blessed. If there are no people to share with you, Find a medium that I found. Something like this, you know. Because writing helped me heal. shuti it was a time I didn't even have my own family with me. Because of COVID, because of lockdown, we all were separated. I had nobody to hug and cry. So what do I do? How do I share my pain? And that's when, you know, my paper and my book and my pen became my biggest friend. Everything I was writing on that paper. So do whatever... Don't let that grief stay inside you, because I truly, truly believe, uh, you know, suppressing that grief is the beginning of slow poisoning in your life. Because if nothing else, it will make you a very bitter person, which you definitely don't want to be. So talk about it today. I want to talk about my grief with anybody who asks me, with the whole perspective that maybe it might heal them. If I didn't have anybody that time to just give me that tight hug, wipe my tears and, you know, because of COVID made things so impossible for me, maybe today I can be there for them. And no matter how much you say, a griever only wants some support, which might not have too many words to it. But if you're just there, if you tell a grieving person, you are in my thoughts, in my prayers, I'm with you. It's more than enough. Please don't give lectures for paper. You know, get ready with it. Move on in life. Please don't do that. Because that will break the person even more. Say less, but mean more. Because that is what in the long run will help that griever heal even better.
0: I completely second your thoughts, Divya, because this is exactly what I also went through when I lost my father. So on the day of his passing, one of our uh, cousin, he stayed with us. uh, As in there were like, you know, other family members who were staying. So Mm -hmm. before we were all, you know, sort of going to sleep, he start with me and my sister and he so I have an elder brother and I have a younger sister. So uh, he sat with us and he uh, told me and my sister that, okay, you know what, now it is time for you to stop being the way you are and this, that, Mm. you know, just basically, now that you've lost your father, stop living the way that you live. Yeah. So that, you know, it stayed with me that it's just, you know, he just literally passed away today. And these are not the words that I want to hear. Yes, I know. This is the ultimate reality. Yes, I know. Things are going to change from here on. Yes, there will be a lot of times where I have to be there for myself because he won't be there. Yeah. But
1: these are not, you know, people, sometimes people don't realize. See, Shruti, I feel you will never feel, you will never connect to somebody else's pain if you haven't suffered a loss yourself. Very. I know it's a very, very bad line to say and I would hope that people around me never experience what I experienced. But you will never ever connect to me till you come down to that pain. And you know, that unexplainable pit in the stomach. I would feel, why am I getting this pain? Is it acidity? Is it something else? Means, I'm like, just like a mother holds her womb and she howls and cries for her child. That is how I used to cry for my father. And it felt so odd that he's not my child. He's not my son. Why am I feeling that unexplainable pain? But that is what grief is all about. You know, any part of your body would just take that stress, would take that pain. And you will not be able to tell it to others. What am I feeling? So if you've gone through a loss, you know what the other person is going through. You can be an anchor. You can be a help. But if you are fortunate enough to not being touched by grief yet, just keep quiet. Because, you know, anyways, as your relative said, from today, your life will not be same. Absolutely. Our lives changed in one second, in one moment. But you don't resonate that fact again and again and make us feel worse. We know we will never be that person. What we were a few moments back. Life can never be same. Death changes everything inside you, outside, around you. But when people, you know, repeat it again and again, it hits you more. It makes it worse.
0: Very true. I really hope that, you know, people who are watching this episode or listening to this episode, people who have felt that grief, obviously they will be able to relate with it, but people who haven't went through it yet, as you said, they should hopefully they you know understand that what are the words that can actually help the person who's grieving and what what are the words that possibly they can avoid just to make it a little easier for them yeah. so uh, listeners as we wrap up this episode i encourage you all to pick up a copy of my dad's daughter and experience divya's journey firsthand and it will possibly you know help you heal also through your pain through your grief And her story reminds us all that while we may face trials that feel unsurmountable and, you know, the human spirit's resilience is a force to be reckoned with. And thank you, Divya, so much for sharing your vulnerabilities and
1: triumphs and everything with us today. Thank you so much, Shruti. It was my pleasure to be here. And I'm happy we could connect, you know, because apart from the, you know, the the interview, what even connects is that we share the same pain. So I think that's what my journey is all about. You know, I want to connect with more and more people through my words, through my writing, through my speech. And if I'm able to heal anybody, I would feel that I've made my father proud.
0: Bilkul, Dipya. Bilkul. Thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and share it with your loved ones. And if you're ready to share your own voice with the world through podcasting, remember I'm just an email away at ShrutiOutLoud at gmail.com. It's S H R U T I O U T L O U D at gmail.com Until next time, keep shining, keep growing, and keep embracing the beautiful journey of life. This is Shruti, signing off.